Hi, everyone. I'm Alana McGinnis. I'm Alina Kazneri. And I'm Maddie Pryor, and this is Microphone Takeover, and today we are going to be talking about true crime and unsolved mysteries. First, we are going to be talking about the Cecil Hotel. I saw that documentary on Netflix, and that was, like, the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, especially about the Elisa Lamb girl, where they found, like, basically they found this girl, like, dead in a water tank, and they were trying to figure out, like, what happened to her, but they couldn't really ever figure it out. They don't know if it was, like, suicide or murder or what. Have you guys seen the uh, video of her in the elevator? Yeah. Yeah, it's really creepy because she, like, walks out of the elevator and then looks around and then goes back in. Yeah, it's like she's, like, waving her hands. It looks like she's communicating with somebody, but you can't see anybody. Like, nobody is ever in the camera or anything. Yeah, and she never, like, tries to, like, go to, like, a different floor, like, close the elevator doors or anything. It's not like, like, she's scared of something, but, like, not scared yeah, to, like, also, try and go away. Yeah, and then she just vanishes after a while, but it's, like, a really long video. But I don't know if you ever noticed, but on, like, the video in, like, the documentary on Netflix that you were just talking about and on YouTube, the time looks weird. Like, it's going, like, really fast, and it just looks all, like, <laughs> edited and stuff. And supposedly that's, like, how it originally looked. And, like, there have been 16 sudden or unexpected deaths in in the hotel itself or, like, on hotel grounds. So, like, the fact that people still, like, want to go there and, like, want to stay there. Yeah, it, like, reopened, like, a year or two ago. Yeah, and then there's so many, like, videos on YouTube about, like, things that have happened there. Yeah, it's especially weird because, like, the Elisa Lamb thing was, like, super popular. Like, I mean, they did make a Netflix thing about it. So, like, the fact that they wanted to go there after that happened, because some, like, she literally got murdered, supposedly, and then also, like, she was in the water tank, so it messed with people's water. Like, why would you want to go to a hotel after that? Like, that's so, like, odd. Um, like, it's supposedly, like, the most haunted hotel in Los Angeles, and it became, like, a really popular destination for, like, really dark stuff to happen there, like... Like the infamous serial killer, the Night Stalker? Yeah. Like, Richard Ramirez? Yeah. He's another really weird... Like, if you've ever saw, like, the court trials for him... Yeah. Yeah, where he put... Where he had, like, the... That, like... Pentagram or whatever it's called. Like, yeah, and on he his was hand, like, and he like showed it to the like cameras to like all the press that was at the um, trial. And he was like smiling when he found out that he got like life in prison. Yeah, he's very odd. Like he would supposedly like so he was uh, at the Cecil Hotel. Like he would stay there, and he would come in there like not clothed with blood all over him and nobody thought twice to like say anything about it which is very odd as well and I think that's why people like to go there whether it's for themselves or maybe they're doing like YouTube or something because a lot of YouTubers want to go there I think they go there just because so much like weird stuff has happened there and they got away with it um also like Jack Underwager stayed there, and there's so many other, like, occurrences that have happened there that are just unsolved. Yeah, like, there's a lot of, like, well, like, deaths that have been ruled as suicides, and there's, like, so many to the point where it's, like, okay, something's going on here. Yeah, there's no way there's so many, like, suicides happening there. Like, 
like there's a lot of cases there that you can obviously tell even just from a normal person's standpoint that it's obviously not suicide like like I said the Lisa Lamb girl like yeah I guess it could be suicide especially because I don't know like if you guys know this but she had a lot of like mental health issues like she was bipolar so a lot of people like to blame it on that like oh she probably killed herself because she didn't take her meds or something but if you look at all the facts and you watch the documentary and you just do research you can obviously tell it's not suicide okay but like do you know what's like like okay really bad about this case is like that she was found in a water tank yeah so like every so like people would like take showers or like yeah brush it, their teeth and wash their face it turned the water tank. like a really weird color oh yeah that's what made had and them like, find her if was, you brush your teeth you're like gonna ingest the water that she's just been like sitting in yeah like it changed like the uh it like changed the watercolor that's how they found yeah. her like literally people kept complaining about the water because it either tasted weird or, or it it's looked like the color weird, or was it really looked, bad yeah or it looked really weird so they went up to the water tank and they just found like her yeah. decaying body in there that's, so that's like, also why people think that it like, was like a murder because like she couldn't have like locked the door in the yeah. water tank behind her or like closed it because it's like a really heavy door yeah the water tank door was like really heavy and like you would have to like lock it from the outside so there's no way she like threw that thing closed before she went in it like there's no way and also why would you you know choose the water tank of all places to do that (laughs) yeah have you guys ever heard of jack the ripper yeah i have the london serial killer Yeah. yeah the one like he would like was it prostitutes that he would kill like yeah, like it would be mainly like, women yeah, around it mainly, London. It was like at night all the time. And they still never found him, never figured out who it was. Yeah, that's a really weird unsolved case. And it's also in a lot of like history videos because it took place in 1888 until like 1900 because the person was never found. So it was just like a cold case. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of things like we've been talking about and just in general, like a lot of serial killers like this, a lot of them never get identified or like they never get found like Jack the Ripper and like the Zodiac Killer. Well, recently they say they might have figured out who the Zodiac Killer is, but before recently, like they had no clue who this guy was and he was like killing people for years have you guys seen like like uh well they where they compare like the um witness statements like the drawings that they do yeah compared to the actual killer but they're like due to like the trauma and like everything the pictures aren't accurate whatsoever yeah there's some that look the same but then there's like a bunch that look like completely different yeah which is like part of the reason why like they haven't found the guys because the pictures like nothing like them and they're looking for the wrong person and i also watched um another documentary on netflix it's called my friend dahmer and ross lynch plays jeffrey dahmer oh my goodness i remember seeing that um and like he played that part really well Mm -hmm. like because like um jeffrey was like a like he tried to get attention and mainly he wanted friends and like he found weird ways to do it but then he would like kill his friends so it was like oh and then like Richard Ramirez like we talked about earlier 
I don't know. It's just, like, something about him, like, creeps me out just watching the court case. And going back to Jeffrey Dahmer, like, he was a cannibal. Like, yeah. he had bodies he all had over his apartment. Where he would, like, yeah. um, where he would keep the bodies and, like, like experiment with them, cut them, whatever, all of that. He would do all of that in, like, a little shed. Yeah. And then Ted Bundy, he would mainly focus on women, too. So, like, kind of connecting that to Jack the Ripper, um, he had, like, a shed or a bunker that he would, like, keep the women at and, like, do really disturbing stuff to them. No, did you know he was his own lawyer at one point? For During his trial, he became his own lawyer. Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy, especially because, like, most of this stuff that we've talked about, like, minus maybe, like, the Cecil Hotel thing, because that's kind of, like, still going on to this day, and the, like, Elisa Lamb thing was recent, um, like, I guess all of this was kind of, especially, like, the Jack the Ripper thing and the Zodiac Killer thing was, um, like, it all happened around, like, the same time, so, like, I guess... Like, it's just kind of weird that all of this was happening at the same time, and most of these people are still unidentified. Like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I... It's just so uncomfortable. But thank you for listening to today's Microphone Takeover podcast about true crime and unsolved cases. Thank you to JackTheRipper.com, Elle Magazine, Netflix, and History.com for this information. For WDBC, I'm Alina Kazari. And I'm Maddie Pryor. And I'm Milan McGinnis. See you next time.